electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with CEOs, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, recorded at CNBC's live events. Today, a conversation with Mark Rogers. He's a former hacker who is now the director of cybersecurity at Okta, an identity management service utilized by FedEx, T-Mobile, Major League Baseball, and many, many more. He joined us at CNBC's Healthy Returns Spotlight on February 9 to discuss the various cybersecurity threats facing the COVID vaccine rollout in the United States. He spoke with technology reporter Kate Rooney. Take a listen. Mark, very excited for this conversation. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's such a fascinating topic. Um, I know your expertise really runs the gamut. As Tyler said, you are a former hacker yourself. Um, But let's focus on vaccines and healthcare. I know that's what our audience today is tuning in for. I want to start with the biggest risks here. What are you seeing in the vaccine rollout and what are hackers looking to exploit? So the bad guys basically thrive on chaos, and there is no greater period of chaos than a a pandemic like this. To the cyber criminals, it's a gold rush. It's an opportunity for them to make money in ways that they've never had the chance to before. And for nation states, an opportunity to sow discord and to disrupt and and to further their own objectives. And what are some of the motives? Um, You mentioned nation states Why would somebody do this? Is it financial? Um, Are there people out there that just want to watch the world burn? Why would somebody go and try to get in the way of this process? So I think it's kind of all of the above. You know, there really are people out there who want to see the world burn. But at the same time, if you attack a hospital during a pandemic, you're going to have an opportunity to make money. And so there's a lot of cyber criminals out there who see this opportunity and who are fighting to try and gain access and, and exploit it. <clears throat> but on the nation state side, you know, they've got a mixture of motives that they're looking to try and push their nation ahead. They're trying to get information on the vaccines that are coming out. They're trying to get information on what's going on in the political processes within. And they're also trying to do things like sow discord and, and cause civil unrest. We saw attacks against the vaccination program months and months before the vaccine came out. It started as things like disinformation that was being pushed out to drive concern and force a wedge between scientists and ordinary people. And then it evolved into technical detailed attacks like attacks against the uh, cold chain that took place in last December. And so who who are the targets here? Are there individuals included? Uh, You mentioned hospitals. Who would the attackers be going after in these cases? Well, again, it's it's kind of a broad surface. So um, we now all have to work in an unprecedented way. Right? We're all working from homes. We're working remotely. Um, many organizations have been forced to move into the cloud. And that creates a completely new attack surface. So whereas before, the bad guys might go after big 
companies by going after the front door or going after software inside those companies. Now the bad guys know that they can target people. And so we're seeing thousands of phishing emails being sent out on a daily basis to try and gain foothold. Most of the big breaches that you're hearing about are being caused by email as an initial vector. Things like SolarWinds, as an example, took place because of email sent in to target companies. But then we're seeing them pivot and leverage the intelligence they get, the access they get, and move beyond into other organizations. I want to go back to ransomware for a minute. You mentioned some of the financial incentives. You know, I cover cryptocurrency at CNBC, and we have seen this huge spike in crypto used for ransomware. I wonder how that in particular is playing into this whole issue with vaccines and the idea of some of these cyber criminals essentially holding information or data uh, for ransom. I think the, the cryptocurrency side of it is probably actually quite a minor thing. It's uh, um, the bad guys gain access to accounts and then they look to see what they can do with the accounts. If the account gives them access to data that they can sell, they will look to steal that data sell it and do what they can with it. And depending on which bad actor you're talking about, if it's a nation state, you may never even hear about it. But if it's a, a an organized criminal gang, you may even see it for sale on the dark web. Um, when it comes to the, the cryptocurrency side of it, they're typically just leveraging the accounts to steal resources from those organizations so that they can mine for free and then sell that and make money. It's all about uh, maximizing their profits. They look at how they can get the most money out of the accounts they're stealing. And we're now seeing an economy based around these stolen accounts. And so, you know, things like the Twitter breach that took place not too long ago, the bad guys literally broke in through vishing, voicemail phishing uh, messages that convinced employees to click on things. Then they sold those accounts onto other people who then tried to leverage them into a Bitcoin scam to make money. So it's all kind of you know, happening in different ways, but it's generally all about maximizing profits. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. It seems like, especially in the vaccine rollout, there are a lot of public-private partnerships, multiple companies and uh, entities working together. How do you make sure, as a company, that your partners are doing the right things? And how does that play into it? Just all of these different actors working on the same projects. Is that a risk in terms of you know having new partners that, that folks might not be working with otherwise? So I think the solar winds breach is a great illustration as to just how big a problem this can be. 
supply chain security is going to be the topic of 2021. Um, everyone is going to be talking about how we make these things safe. Everyone's going to be talking about how we can use things like zero trust architectures to try and mitigate these kinds of problems. But it's a hard conversation because you may be able to influence the security of a partner that's one step removed from you. But how do you influence the security of partners that are two, three, or four steps removed from you? The people who are supplying tools that your, your suppliers are using to build their products. So there needs to be a big conversation about how we can improve this. There are some tools out there. You know, if we all ensure that multi-factor type of authentication is used and strong digital identities are used throughout, then we can reduce the risk significantly. But to completely eliminate it, we need to start talking about new ways of doing things. We need to look at things like zero trust, but we also need to look at how we can pass that security down the chain. If a chain has a weak link, it will break, and it doesn't matter where that weak link is. And Mark, last question for me, sort of for the audience, any sort of housekeeping uh, recommendations in terms of cybersecurity and ways to keep your own data safe? You mentioned two-factor authentication. What are some things that you do or recommend that people do to keep their data private? So I would say be paranoid. You know, don't click on links that you don't know. Make sure you're using things like password managers so that you're not using simple passwords. Don't reuse passwords across sites. Um, expect the unexpected. That phone call that claims to be from your organization, double check on it. Use a separate channel to confirm that it's real. And organizations need to rethink how they drive awareness and how they ensure that their customers are secure and their workforce is secure. Because we're going to have to work in this new way for God knows how many more months, at least until the vaccine takes hold and, and makes everybody safe. And so until that happens, we should expect the unexpected. Our security shouldn't boil down to how secure a five-year-old Wi-Fi access point in the average employee's house is. That was Mark Rogers, a hacker turned cybersecurity expert who spoke to Kate Rooney at CNBC's Healthy Returns Spotlight on February 9th, 2021. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information about upcoming CNBC events and how you can join in, visit us at cnbcevents.com. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks so much for listening. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.